and it is great to have you listening today. Welcome to Choose to Live Free podcast, and it is my pleasure, my pleasure to be with you today. How are you and how is your heart? So it's going to be something different today because I am celebrating one year of Choose to Live Free podcast. Woohoo! I am celebrating one year of Choose to Live Free podcast, and so I say cheers to one year's old. And I wonder, why do we say one year's? Why not one year old? Maybe. Maybe some people say year, and some people say one year. I don't know. But anyway, so cue the confetti. Where is the confetti, Kate? Where is the confetti? Well, it is somewhere around here, okay? But one year of this journey, it has not been easy. It has had its ups and downs, and I tell you, the stories will last for days. But today, I am doing something different, which is I am actually recording a video to go along with this, and I don't know how it's gonna turn out. If it turns out great, I will post it on YouTube, our YouTube channel. If it does not, it will be in my private, yes, private repository for me to look at and laugh at myself, okay? (laughs) However you found this podcast or however you found your way to the podcast, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for everything that you have done to contribute to the success of the podcast. September 8th, 2022, I took this bold step amidst so many challenges in my personal life and I obeyed God and one year later, I can say amen. Thank you, Jesus. Many of you listening to the podcast today, I am so grateful, but honestly, my heart has increased in size. Spiritually, for example, especially when it comes to the things that, you know, God is asking me to do and sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it, you know, but spiritually, my heart has increased and it is oozing with so much love, so much love out of my heart for more than I would ever even know. You know, so I just want to say thank you for everything since the podcast has launched. For context, this heart of mine was not always like this, okay? It was not always like this. It is said that seven is the number of completion. And so I'll say that 2016 to 2023 has been, wow, very, very amazing, very, very impactful for me personally and probably for some of you who listen to the show. It has taken seven years of one-on-one therapy with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to get this heart where it is now. And I still find areas to this day that I need to grow. A year ago, this is what I described the podcast as. Choose to live free podcast, a podcast for the woman or girl who needs a well-being rescue. Yes! Healing the heart and mind is not that complicated if we choose to not make it complicated. So join the host, Kate, which is me, as she shares her journey of heart transformation along with those friends that she will invite to the show. A native of Ghana, yes, living and making life in America with her husband and kids, Kate unpacks the deepest parts of her heart and mind and invites you to do the same so you live 
joyfully free. So how is your heart, dear friend? How is your heart? A joyful heart is within reach, a peaceful mind too. On the Choose to Live Free podcast, we aim or Kate inspires and explores stories and tools that you can use to help you live, be, and stay free. So that's the description that I had and so much more which you can read on the podcast description. This description, I will tell you, is truer than ever before. When I penned it the first day in September of 2022, and now it is still true to this day. In a year, over 50 episodes, 54 and counting, 23 guests, I will say, from Jovita, who was my first guest, Reverend OG, who let her hair down, Sonia, whose courage inspires me, Stephanie, who had me singing Lauren Daigle's tunes, like, who does that? Anyway, Dr. Wilma D'Souza, who wears her crown with confidence, Bella, a sister friend now, uh, who, uh, you know, has always, always been someone that I have admired on Instagram and we got to connect. Angela, whose wit and charisma ignites more joy in me and so many more. Thank you to all 23 guests, some friends, some strangers who have become my lovely friends in ministry. I had no expectations when I started this journey, but God. And I'll keep saying that, but God. (laughs) In one year, there are over 50 episodes. I am grateful. In one year, there have been 23 guests. I am grateful. In one year, there have been 1702, 1,702 episode downloads. I am grateful. In one year, there are 10 encouraging reviews across platforms. I am grateful. In one year, the podcast is rated as five stars in religion, spirituality, and Christian living. I am grateful. In one year, the number of episodes played per, I mean, all time has increased by 109%. Immensely grateful. In one year, there are listeners from over 25 cities spread across continents, like five continents, from London to Atlanta to Seattle to Gastonia to, wait for it, Seoul, South Korea, right? Yes. I am grateful. I am grateful for each and every one of you who tune in and you listen. And for you, I'm having to do this podcast today, standing so I can look, you know, upright and recording. But I am so immensely grateful for every single one of you who listens and who tunes in and all of that. I am so grateful. Besides these statistics, though, which are good, what I cherish most is that in one year, I have seen what true friendship is. I could say a lot about that. <laughs> you know when your friends hear your voice often, like they talk to you every day, but they still choose to listen in on your podcast and actually text you and call you with encouragement and feedback? That to me is priceless. Family doesn't do that most of the time, but the people who choose become family. I wouldn't let my mind even go into places where I'm starting to wonder who listens and who doesn't listen. But I'll say that it has truly showed me uh, love in a different kind of way, like people that you don't expect just knocking on your door to bless you. 
So to my sweet sisters and friends, you know yourselves, and to those of you who have personally been contributing to the funds of the ministry, thank you. It is not enough thing for me to just say thank you, but I thank you. And I always dream of a day where I want all of us to sit and share stories of heart healing. That may be my dream, but it will be someday and it will come true. And I feel I need to tell myself this too, that this is just the beginning. It is just the beginning of good things to come, amazing things to come. And if I were to list all the battles I have faced, walked through, fought, and with the help of Jesus won, dear sister, you will go on your knees and pray with me. Trust me, you will. This one year anniversary has been possible because of you. You, 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 you. And above all, the greatest love my heart has ever known, Jesus. I won't cry because I have done enough crying this week in so many different ways um, through dancing and you know all the stuff that I have posted on Instagram this week to celebrate my anniversary. The greatest love of all, yeah, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much for seeing me and helping me to see me the way you do, Jesus. From this toil, every woman, every girl, every brother who has ever listened and continues to listen to this show is blessed. My struggles are many um, when it comes to this past year, most of the two years. Most of my struggles have been mental, you know, battles that I have had to pray through. Um, because I believe that when my spirit is right, my mental state is also right. And when I wasn't experiencing much intimacy with the Lord, my, my, my mental state was suffering. And so the more I leaned into God, the more I began to experience that freedom that I had looked for. When you start a podcast or when you start any project that you believe God has called you to, sometimes you focus so much on the project and you neglect the communion with God and the Holy Spirit and all that, and you start to do the motions, right? And so I got caught up in that and my identity got caught up in that too. But thankfully, I know how to go to therapy with God. And I always say this to myself that I'm thankful for the introspection um, the ability to introspectively look at my life and course correct with the help of the Holy Spirit. And he helped me to do that. So my struggles, you know, has birthed the episode that I'm about to share with you today and the lessons that there are when it comes to doing something for one year and seeing it come to fruition and seeing the ups and downs and the excellence of it all. It, it hasn't been easy. And so this episode I titled God, Grit, and Good Grace, not Good Grief. Should I say that again? God, Grit, and Good Grace, not Good Grief. And I have my journal here which I could easily read <laughs> with the phones on top, which I could easily read the entry that I wrote. But the entry was written by the Holy Spirit. I was just up and about one day and I was really tired, 
really tired of everything that God is asking me to do and me feeling that I don't have the bandwidth to do it all. I like writing. I have a lot of books on my heart that I'm trying to write in the midst of that. I am a mom. I am a wife. I serve in church. I have so many good things, God things, not just good, but God things that I am doing. And in the midst of that, graduating and wondering what God wants me to do with my degree in marriage and family therapy, it hasn't been easy. And so when I sat down one day and I was weeping right here in this office and crying and asking God, like, I can't, I can't do it all. You're asking me for too much. I mean, just the podcast alone is a whole production, you know, and I do it all. So for me to write and, oh, by the way, yeah, you gave me peace to go back into my full-time career and I'm doing that too. So on this day, I was tired and I was at the brink of telling God that, you know what? No, I just want I just want to be a mom and a wife and just, you know, work full time and that's it. But he said, nah, girl, nah. <laughs> so the title God, Grit and Good Grace, Not Good Grief is actually a book that I'm writing. And it, it talks about some of the snippets that I'm going to be sharing with you because I can, of course, write, give you everything. But I'm going to give you something to walk away with as lessons from one year of closely aligning yourself in obedience with God and what it comes with. And so this title came about, and fortunately for me, I am writing my dissertation, and this is also my dissertation. So it is copyrighted, y'all. Y'all can take this title. You can't use it anywhere because it is copyrighted. All right. All right. So I haven't even finished one book as I'm writing, and God is asking me to write some more. But that's the gift he's given me, and I am learning to lean into that and let the good things that could be uh, things that I could be doing go. So some of the good things you're good at, you feel like you want to do, but it's really not the God thing that you want to do at this point, and I am learning to peacefully let those go. So you know that Victor Thompson song, someday I'm actually going to invite him to the podcast someday. Um, but you know that Victor Thompson song, uh, this year, blessing, testimony, go follow, 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 follow. <laughs> this, this episode is going to be so funny with the way I'm recording it. And I'm recording a video and y'all are watching me. I might just post this video. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Victor's song this year, blessing, um, I love it because a lot of the things that God is asking me to do, I don't even think are going to be coming into fruition in 2023, but I do pray that he, he, he helps me to see it come to fruition in 2024 because the, the milestone year that I'm ushering into my birthday and all that is also kind of like a new start of amazing things that I never knew I could do, but now I'm kind of boldly stepping into it, like boldly. And so, yeah. I just wanted to say that. Anyway, so what I want to share about this episode, there are three main nuggets I want to share with you, dear sister, concerning the journey of life, okay? So the first one is God. So remember, it's God, grit, good grace, not good grief. So God, and I want to talk about God a little bit in this context. In 2 Corinthians, Apostle Paul 
teaches us about the type of veil we ought to have in the work of ministry. Each of you are in ministry in some way, shape, or form. You don't have to have a nonprofit. You don't have to have a 501c3. You don't have to have like something figured out for it to be a ministry. Your family is your ministry. The workplace you're in is your ministry. The friendships that you have and how you carry yourself, that is all ministry, okay? So, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, you see where Apostle Paul is talking about this suffering and the pressing and all the things that he is having to endure, all right? And he says that we have to walk in ministry of the Spirit. Your spirit is the Spirit of God and your, your ministry is the ministry of the Spirit, which means we can run our ministries anyhow and anywhere we want, right? We have to align with the Holy Spirit. The ministry that brings righteousness, if your ministry is not drawing you to righteousness, we got to think about that. We got to talk about that. There is a surpassing glory that awaits us and so we do not operate with veiled faces. But because of Jesus, we are now operating with unveiled faces, and so we are bold, right? We have hope, which comes from the faith that we profess. In the work of, and walk of ministry, dear sister, you must walk and work it in the spirit. Should I say that again? You must walk and work your ministry in the spirit. I have gotten to the point where sometimes I go like 10 steps ahead of God, and then I'm like... Um, um, and then I have to go back and be like, okay, baby girl, come on, let's do it again. And then I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to walk with you. Now we do this pace and what now? And then we do that pace and what now? How long do I have to wait? You're going at the pace of God. You're going at the pace of the spirit because the ministry that you're working in is the ministry of the spirit. And it's drawing you closer to righteousness. What does righteousness look like? The fruits of the spirit working in you, right? So patience and love and joy and peace and forbearance and gentleness and all those things working in you. You are a three-being person, dear sister. I'll say it again. You are a three-being person. Your spirit communicates with your soul and your soul communicates with your body. Most of us are walking around this life journey as two being people. <laughs> what does that look like? Soul and body, and that's it. What happened to that spirit? But there is an authority that you have yet to unlock and tap into. And such authority does not come in the soul. It comes from the spirit of God. So as a three-being person, everywhere you are purposed to be is a ministry. Everywhere you're purposed to be is a ministry. Your ministry, be it family, be it career, be it church, and so on and so on, you must operate from the authority that you have been given, the Spirit of God working in and through you. But how can you do that if you don't even know how to access that authority? How can you do that? So in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, we are urged to work in ministry in the spirit and nothing else. Whatever ministry you have been called and purposed to must ultimately grow you, grow your heart in righteousness. If that ministry is growing your heart in greed, 
immorality, confusion, bitterness, and so on, then that is a ministry you need to submit under the authority of Jesus. And you yourself submit under that authority as well. Ministry is less about what God can give you and more about what God can do to and through you. Should I say that again? Ministry is less about what God can give you and more about what God can do to you, for you, and through you, period. To walk and work in ministry of the spirit, you must be ready to also go on the freedom journey. And we're not talking about freedom where you just do whatever you want, go wherever you want, say whatever you want, eat whatever you want, drink whatever you want, and so on and so forth. Freedom here as in living the former life that displeases the spirit of God and walking into the light of Jesus. And that's all I'm going to say about freedom because I have episodes in the beginning of this podcast where I talk all about freedom, all right? So that is God. Working in ministry of the spirit with unveiled faces. God wants to see you. He wants to breathe on you. He wants to be joyful with you. But you can't do that and come in front of him if your spirit ain't right. Got to get that spirit right. Okay. All right. Next one is grit. God works in us to will and obey. If God hasn't worked your nature out, the supernatural stays stagnant, starved, and silent. To get the supernatural to really have that in you, to get that authority, you don't want to starve the Holy Spirit. You don't. Because what you have been called to, dear sister, is no ordinary journey. And you do not serve an ordinary God. You are on a journey that is not ordinary, like the Pilgrim's Progress, and you don't serve an ordinary God. Grit is defined as firmness of character, indomitable spirit, impossible to subdue or defeat. In your suffering and becoming with God, he transforms your nature into this beauty of a godly, free woman, indomitable. How do you say that word? Come on, help me. Indomitable. Okay, indomitable. And I'm not going to edit this out. (laughs) One that the enemy, the devil, cannot defeat or subdue. That's what you are. When you encounter a problem, dear sister, remember you have the right to maintain your gaze on Jesus. And as your mighty warrior... There are angels ready to go to war for you. I remember a time when I was being persecuted by somebody who used to be a part of Godly Woman and Company. And I remember when I truly experienced that part of Psalm 91, when he it says, he will cause his angels concerning you. I literally was very disturbed in my spirit about this person and what they were saying. And as I was driving to the gym, I literally could see angels surrounding me and my heart, like they had shields around my heart, which meant that I didn't have to worry. Everything was going to work out. 
And this is the supernatural, the tapping of the authority that I'm talking about. When you're able to know and know and know that this fight that you're fighting is not ordinary. Like it says in Ephesians, we don't fight flesh and blood. But when that persecution come, when, when that person is coming at you with all these things that you sit and you go on your knees and you pray and you pray and you pray until God answers. You don't stop praying. And when he answers, you know that he's coming with a whole, a whole lot of angels, a whole lot of warriors ready to fight for you. That is what you believe when you're talking about grit. So, dear sister, to have the grit to suffer well, okay, you have to know where to position yourself. Grit can look like a number of things. When you're talking about grit, it can look like a number of things, and I'm going to give you a few. Grit can look humble, and it can also look like perseverance. It can look like joy, and it can look like stillness. Grit can look like David ready for the war in the face of a Goliath, a giant, and it can look like Jesus ready to show the greatest love of all. Grit can look like that bottom fall out moment when you want to give up, but God intervenes and you have the courage to keep going. Dear sister, when I say that listening to this podcast is a journey for your heart and well-being rescue, I mean it. Because to have the grit to suffer well, you got to know a God that is going to be constant in your life so that you can suffer well. Because honestly, I have had many of uh, I have heard many of us Christians loosely, casually say, "I love God, but I love Jesus, and I love Jesus too. But I didn't come to this world to suffer. All that suffering is not my portion." Y'all ain't reading the Bible. You are not reading the Bible because right there, in there, in there, in there is a whole bunch of people that loved God that went through suffering. So when we loosely say this, the enemy, what does the enemy do? What is the the tongue? It says in Proverbs, our tongue is a whole weapon. Our tongue is a whole weapon. So when we go about loosely saying these things, like I didn't come to suffer, you're already weakening the spirit. You are weakening the spirit in you and the enemy has caught on to that. And so when suffering comes, what's going to happen? Oh, she says she's not here to suffer, so I'm just going to have my, my way. When you believe what you read in the Bible that says that in this world, you will suffer. Do you believe that in this world, you will suffer? That is truth right there. But when we neglect the truth or we pamper the truth or we put it aside, you're weakening the spirit. And when you weaken the spirit, you can go to war. When that suffering comes, you are not prepared. You are not ready with the armor that he's asking you to put on. He says, put on, get up and put on the armor. That is spiritual warfare. So we have to be careful what we say without tongues, with our mouths. Because as soon as you say, I didn't come here to suffer, I came to have a good time. And I, oh, the enemy is like, oh, that one, she ain't got, she doesn't know the word. You know, I'm cut. Know what you speak and speak truth and believe that even in the midst of suffering, he's with you. So we say all these things, you know, and 
we have to learn to 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 work in the spirit we have to learn to work in the spirit so when we say all these things you know how i pray determines everything how you pray determines everything and if you're talking about not suffering for as long as you are in this world and you relate to people yes sister let me lean in let me lean in let me lean in if you relate to people there will be suffering if you exist in this world there will be suffering now you can choose to ignore it and all that but like i said when the suffering comes you want to be ready right so we just don't know what it would look like but we know that it it will come at some point that is why you cling to god the way ruth clinged to naomi is it clinged or clung one of those but remember in Ruth chapter uh, chapter one, he, she said it right there. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. And you know she clung, so cling to Jesus, the way she did to Naomi. Good grace. So grace says, I don't deserve it, but you will give it anyway. Irrespective of the downs lately that I have experienced in my life, I have also experienced a lot of grace from God. A lot. And especially the hard pressing and the crushing in your journey that you will experience, dear sister. We sit in a lifestyle, a heart posture of humble grace. Just humble grace. And being able to extend that grace to others. So I always have an acronym for grace, which has to do with your ego. So, you know, that part of you that always is like, eh, 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 that ego. Anytime that kicks in, try to remember this, extending grace on. God is extending grace onto you so that you can also extend grace onto others. Okay. So your heart must always remember that without God's grace, we will not have the power which he gives us to do what we do. Grace propelled Samson in his last moments the strength he needed. Grace ensured that Apostle Paul never lacked in his ministry work. Grace protected the disciples' evangelism and ministry after the ascension of Jesus. Grace says, you do not pray every day, dear sister, Kate, you do not pray every day, but you are my child, you are my daughter, my son, and I got you. That's grace. Charis. That's the, the, the meaning of grace. Charis. Grace is freely given, and by this power we move and breathe. And so in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. If you want that power, dear sister, and if you want to tap into that authority and have this access that is so freely given to you, remember that in your weakness, God is strong. One thing that I want to mention about God, grit and good grace is this. You need spiritual intimacy with Jesus to experience the capacity of his love and power 
which impresses on you the authority you need to do what you're destined to do. Some of you may be going through some very hard times mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, relationally, and all the least, right? <laughs> and you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You know what you can do, and I will encourage you to do this, is to feed your spirit. To have God, to have grit, to have that good grace, you got to feed your spirit, dear sister. You know what you can do is to feed your spirit. Feed your spirit on the word of God. No, not what someone is preaching, not what someone is reading to you, not what someone is speaking to you. Tune everyone out, including me, for a brief moment, and then you come back and you listen to the podcast. <laughs> but tune everybody out. Open the Bible and read it and keep reading. A lot of us are not reading the Bible. A lot of us are not. And we have excuses. We have excuses. Yep, we do. You know? <sighs> Open the Bible and read it and keep reading it. The psalmist said, I called on the Lord and he answered and he delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34 verse 4. You got to be able to speak it, dear sister. You got to be able to fight it with the word of God. To know God, to have divine grit, to experience his good grace, you need to increase your spiritual intimacy. And as Dr. Tony Evans says, spiritual intimacy, dear sister, will increase your spiritual capacity, which in turn will increase your spiritual authority. And we all want that authority to be able to stand firm with the breastplate of righteousness. You need that spiritual authority to do that. I have shared snippets of a manuscript I am writing simultaneously alongside other writing projects because this is what this one year anniversary symbolizes. You and I, dear sister, you are not here by chance. We are here on purpose and for a purpose. You are not here by chance. You are here on purpose and for a purpose. We are here to do so many things. And it doesn't matter how you start. It does matter how you finish. And how you finish, dear sister, is to finish well. I will pause here on God, grit, and good grace. Not good grief because we don't need that. Because the spirit of grief can really take you down a rabbit hole. And you don't want that. But if the spirit of grief come upon you, then... We are praying for the hope to be renewed in you, right? And this is that one year anniversary for me. A lot, a lot to be thankful for. A lot to be appreciative for. Um, a lot to go back into the word and read and take it all in. And there are no words I don't have any three words like I do. I don't have any three thoughts like I normally do. I don't have any three actions for today. Today is a different one. 
Tomorrow is truly the one year of Choose to Live Free podcast, September 8th. And it also happens to be my milestone birthday. My heart is immensely grateful for growth, you know, for the gift of the spirit, for the gift of goodness and mercy, for the gift of discernment, for the gift of resilience, and for the gift of God and grit and good grace, not good grief. My heart is thankful. It is always a great time walking in my purpose, serving you, dear sister, with truth and with life experiences that will cause you to think and invite the Holy Spirit to help you do the work. Heart work is soul work. If your spirit is right, your soul will always be right. My heart is full and I hope yours is too. So listen, dear sister, I want us to be free. That's why this podcast is what it is. I am so happy when I get to walk in this with you. And I want us to choose to be free. Let's choose to live free. Let's choose to stay free. Be faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator, signing out. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember... Healed people heal people. So go out there and heal someone today and choose to live free. I love you. Bye.